What's going on, everybody? This is Patriot Underground. So before we begin the show tonight, I just want to say a few words on behalf of PatriotSwitch.com slash Patriot Underground. You see the web address right on your screen. This is an amazing company, folks. I want to urge everybody to click the link in the description and check this out. This is an amazing opportunity to reallocate your financial resources with all of your spiritual and political values, folks. These are great products that are made right here in America. Top quality. This company has a 90 plus percent retention rate for a good reason. They have amazing products, amazing customer service. And most importantly, you'll sleep better at night knowing that you made the switch along with 2 million other Americans and growing every single day, folks. This is a financial revolution in the making. We have the power to completely upend the traditional big box system. And I do believe that Patriot Switch is a huge step in the right direction. It is a no-brainer. We're talking about a purchase that you're going to make regardless whether you do it with the good guys or whether you do it with the bad guys is up to you. But I urge everyone, once again, please click the link in the description. It is worth your while. PatriotSwitch.com. I wouldn't steer you wrong, folks. All right, everyone. Enjoy the show. Patriot out. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Patriot Underground. Today is May 16th, 2023. Thank you so much for joining me, folks, to discover the truth beneath the surface. As always, I really do appreciate everybody out there taking the time to listen. So tonight I'm going to provide a situation analysis report, and I'm going to attempt to paint a picture of where I think we are right now. We're going to talk about a lot of different subjects tonight. We're going to start off with a conversation about the covert alliance between RFK and Donald J. Trump. I think there's a very interesting story emerging there. We're also going to talk a lot about Elon Musk. I'm going to make some comments tonight on his new CEO choice. And we're going to dissect that a little bit. We're also going to talk in some detail about the disclosure process and essentially how I see the chessboard at this point in time. So hopefully this will be a good one. Hopefully you guys had a wonderful day. Lots to talk about. So let's just dive right in. Now, I wanted to discuss this alliance between RFK and Trump because I think it's a very, very interesting topic to explore. Now, RFK Reports indicate that he has military documents that the White Hats have been feeding him progressively for the past couple of years pertaining to, well, many different things, but specifically his main area of expertise and what he's most prominently known for, which is going after Big Pharma. And the military has provided him with documentation connecting gain-of-function research to Fauci, to Bill Gates, and of course, the three-letter agencies who coordinated this entire pandemic as this evil, this tyranny was rolled out onto the public. Now, I happen to believe that what's going on here is a covert operation to split the vote within the Democratic Party. And I've made some comments earlier about RFK when he first announced his presidential bid. That was my gut reaction, was that this guy is a white hat and he's working with the alliance in order to at the time, I didn't really talk about splitting the Democrat vote. I was really more focused on reversing this woke ideology and the programming that goes along with it and essentially reversing the direction, reversing the course of the Democratic Party, which has basically just gone so far off the deep end that it's not even recognizable. And a man with his name recognition, a man of his pedigree, and certainly his connection to JFK makes him the perfect individual to be able to do this. He's trusted by a lot of people. And I understand that he's already got more than 20% of the Democrat vote behind him. Now, he has been working with Trump all along. This public distance between the two of them is all optics, in my view. Now, you look at the basic stances of Trump and RFK on substantive issues, and you see that they are almost perfectly aligned and that they're working together to target the true enemy. The issues they're divided on are, in essence, superficial when you realize that they're both characterizing the primary enemy of not just the American people, but the entire world as the deep state. That is the primary threat to we the people. And so his candidacy is a symbolic move representing the white hat plan to heal the division and to unify the nation behind this common threat, which is the deep state, the true enemy. 
And so his role is to bridge the gap between us, which was artificially engineered by the cabal in the first place, and to remind the country what the Democratic Party used to look like compared to what it's devolved into. And he's saying that he likes Biden. He's doing a lot of these things optically. And certainly some of his positions I vehemently disagree with. And whether or not they're genuine, we'll have to find out. In the final equation, I'm sure all of this is going to come out. But he's saying that he likes Biden. And of course, he's implying that he dislikes Trump. But again, this is all optics. This is in order to bypass the ingrained political division that's created by the mainstream media. They, they're the ones that keep this division, they're constantly stoking the flames of it. And his job is to heal that and to bypass that programming that's so deeply ingrained inside of people to get them to understand that what's truly important is that they identify with his stance on the issues, as opposed to digging in their heels and being preoccupied with party lines, because party lines are going to dissolve, I believe, when this is all over. Certainly, there may be folks out there who might disagree with that. But one thing is for sure, folks, once humanity is unified, especially around the issue, I mean, right now we're talking about big pharma, we're talking about the the pandemic. But once humanity truly unifies around the deep, dark, satanic issues, the abuse of children, the adrenochrome harvesting, the horrors that we're going to experience, the public coming to grips with. Once that happens, this world is never going to be the same. So sure, there may still be political parties to some extent, but the division and the demonization among those party lines is completely going to go away. And this is going to be, speaking of, <laughs> I used the word ingrained a moment ago, this, is, this experience is going to be so deeply ingrained in our DNA, deep-rooted into our genetic code, that it's never, ever going to be the same again. And we're going to pass this on, this memory, to future generations. But before we get there, we have to progressively wake people up and get them to understand that it's not the political party. That's a false paradigm. It's an engineered division. That's not what's important. It's the issues. And that used to be what united Americans. That used to be where we found common ground. And that's exactly why the deep state used the mockingbird media to weaponize society against each other, because they recognize that naturally human beings want to find common ground. We want to compromise. We want to work together. But they constructed this matrix in such a way that, especially over the past 20 or 30 years, progressively it's gotten deeper and deeper as far as the division and the demonization and the vitriol that people feel toward one another simply because they disagree on an issue. And it may even be an important issue. But the the art of compromise, the art of finding common ground, the art of unifying for the greater good is really all but extinct. And so I think that RFK's candidacy, is it's really about so many things. But this is the primary aspect. It's about healing the division in this country. And not only that, of course, to get the truth out. And speaking of the truth, he publicly stated that he was going to work with Trump on vaccine safety. I brought this up in a previous podcast. He made no such offers to Joe Biden. We all know that his primary identifier is that he is pretty much the number one enemy of Big Pharma. He's against the military-industrial complex, just like Trump. He promotes upholding civil liberties and civil discourse, just like Trump. He opposes censorship. He opposes the pandemic, And that's where he criticizes Trump, of course, on his handling of the pandemic, And we're going to talk about that in some more detail. But certainly, he's opposed to it. He's opposed to the U.S. war machine. And the coup de grace, he publicly stated not long ago, I think within the past couple of weeks, that the CIA killed his uncle and covered it up and buried all the evidence. And that doesn't sound to me like any Democrat I've heard of in decades. And that's exactly the point. He is repairing the ravages done to the American psyche, to good-hearted people 
who have been manipulated and conned and cajoled and coerced into supporting the deep state agenda, thinking that they're doing the right thing. And this is all scientifically mapped out because the deep state understands that in order to get people to support their agenda, they have to appeal to their emotions, to get them to bypass reason. If they can do that effectively enough and often enough, and they can target the women and divide them from the men, that's exactly how you break down the morale of a society. And that's exactly what happened. It's been happening. It's continuing to happen. And quite frankly, it's getting to a point where it's so dire with all these drag queen story hours and this open Satanism that if we don't heal this division and if we don't reverse this course soon, it's going to be too late because there's only so much that good people are going to stand for. There's only so much encroachment that God-fearing people are going to tolerate, especially when the deep state's coming after their children. And so when you listen to the words of RFK, if you really pay attention to what he's saying, you realize he is in no way, shape, or form anything like the Joe Bidens of the world, the Hillary Clintons of the world. He's in no way like these monsters. He came out and said recently, quote, I am a multi-generational Democrat, but I think our party has gone off track. Remember when we upheld the interests of the poor and the middle class against big corporations and Wall Street? Remember when we were the party of peace, civil liberties, and people power? I am here to reclaim my party and its traditional values, end quote. And then in another statement, he said, quote, The Biden administration is riddled with neocons, war hawks, Wall Street people, and former corporate lobbyists. That's what the party elite has become. But I know the rank and file and the American people as a whole don't share their priorities. It's time to return our party and our nation to the people. I mean, honestly, folks except for the part where he said, I'm a multi-generational Democrat. The rest of those quotes could have been said by Donald Trump, and it would have ultimately rang just as true. And so it's critical to recognize that what's happening here, that the White Hats have planned this strategy of a covert alliance between two men who represent much of the same ideology that's presented and packaged to appeal to different sides of the aisle, but they're aligned on the issues that really matter, like the vaccine, the pandemic, the censorship, the military-industrial complex, and of course, many, many other issues that aren't mainstream yet, but will become in the not-too-distant future. Essentially, he's against all of the pillars of deep state power and control. And so, in the end, People are going to recognize that the false divisions of political parties are just an illusion. And once again, we're going to find common ground on the issues that are facing us all. Where we go one, we go all. And in addition to all that, Robert F. Kennedy called Trump the most devastating debater since Abraham Lincoln. I don't think any other quote unquote Democrat is ever going to even come close to making such a statement. And so what's going on here, folks, in this process is that RFK and Trump are exposing the real enemy, DARPA and the CIA and the tools that created this division in the first place, the tools that they created. Like I said, DARPA, the Defense Advanced Research Project Agency, they're the ones who scientifically map out all of these different strategies to turn us against one another. And of course, they're run by the CIA. The CIA is at the center of it all. And isn't it interesting that RFK's central issue is the vaccine agenda and that his public ties to Trump surround Operation Warp Speed? And the word speed mirrored, and this is actually intel that Q the Storm Rider put out, the word speed mirrored, is deep, S, 
or deep state. And we all know what warp means. And so in essence, Stormrider revealed that this was code for white hat declaration of war on the deep state when they declared the pandemic. Remember when Trump said we might already be at war after this quote-unquote pathogen was released? Operation Warp Speed was the official declaration. And as it's been established, the real deep state plan was forcibly accelerated by the White Hats. We've talked about this multiple times. They planned to kill as many people as possible with a deadly vaccine after starting a world war with Hillary Clinton in office. But the surprise victory of Trump and the subsequent acceleration of the timetable to prevent his re-election in 2020 meant that they weren't ready. And they hadn't yet produced the amount of kill shots as they had originally intended. And so what ended up happening is that most of the shots were placebo. Basically, Operation Warp Speed was the counter to Operation Lockstep, which involved worldwide collusion, as we know, between government, big pharma, big tech, academia, the financial sector, the corporate world. I mean, the entire establishment power structure colluded together to pull this off. And so ultimately, the White Hats had to allow this to play out in accordance with game theory because this was already prepped for decades. They had these pathogens ready to be released all over the world. The White Hats knew it. And certainly they also knew that it was emanating from not the China we thought, but the China in Ukraine, as we've come to understand. But the alliance also knew that their long game strategy would lead directly to military tribunals. And with all the information that's coming out through the congressional investigations surrounding the Hunter Biden laptop, which ties it all together, the inevitable stonewalling of justice by the Department of Justice is going to lead to the referral of charges to be taken up in military tribunals. And Congress does have the authority to do that. That's exactly what's going to happen, in my view, if the DOJ, I shouldn't say if, but when the DOJ refuses to prosecute, even in the face of all this evidence. We already saw the IRS shut down an investigation just the other day into Hunter Biden and his financial dealings that, of course, tie in the big guy, as we know. It was reported that, quote, the IRS has removed the entire investigative team from its multi-year tax fraud investigation of Hunter Biden. And a whistleblower who raised concerns about the handling of the case is claiming the move is clearly retaliatory. Well, of course it is. And then according to the New York Post, the whistleblower's attorneys told Congress that the removal was on the order of the Department of Justice. Well, what do you know? They said, quote, Today, the Internal Revenue Service, criminal supervisory special agent we represent, was informed that he and his entire investigative team are being removed from the ongoing and sensitive investigation of the high-profile, controversial subject about which our client sought to make whistleblower disclosures to Congress. And so we can see now how the deep state is maneuvering and responding to the walls closing in on them. And just like 107 said, there's not going to be any justice in the Justice Department. That's exactly what's unfolding right now. The question is, where does it go from there? And is Congress actually going to take that step and make those referrals to the military for tribunals? And my answer to that is absolutely. But in the meantime, the deep state is going to stonewall any progress toward justice. You can bet your bottom dollar. And so what's this going to do? Well, it's going to do two things. It's going to further wake people up, of course, to the corruption. And it's going to provide the military with the legal rationale that it needs through congressional referral. Remember, everything has to be done by the book to intervene and to conduct tribunals. This is what game theory looks like. The White Hats always knew that the enemy would attempt to use all of their plants, 
all of their moles, all of their infiltrators to thwart the judicial process. And part of that operation is to let them play out their defensive maneuvers, which in turn will expose all of those hidden assets. This is a criminal network that spans the entire world. And while the deep state playbook was known by the White Hats, the Alliance didn't necessarily know who all the players were. This is all part of a process of discovery and disclosure to cause a worldwide awakening to unify the people. And the dynamic between Trump and RFK fits the profile of maneuvering toward unity like a glove. And as previously stated on other shows, there's a very high probability that Trump himself, as a part of this movie, as a part of this pantomime, is ultimately going to face tribunals for his initiation of Operation Warp Speed, which made it appear optically like he was supporting this genocidal agenda. But as Storm Rider puts it, he said, quote, one day, Trump will stand before world military courts and give declassified information that connects the game theory operations to exposing the deep state, the CIA, and the deep state military rogue units involved with the creation of the virus and how things had to be this way. You put a cue in there to remind us where that came from in order to bring down the world deep state cabal, end quote. Believe me, folks, it's no coincidence that Trump and RFK have the same objectives centering around exposing the CIA. They're both characterizing the deep state as the primary threat facing we the people. And that tells me, and it should tell you, all you need to know. Just like the establishment journalists coming out in opposition to Linda Yaccarino, I hope I'm pronouncing that right, the World Economic Forum new CEO of Twitter. And I want to talk about that a little bit. Now, one of the White House correspondents, an individual by the name of Simon Atiba, came out and tweeted about Linda Yaccarino, basically saying that she doesn't know how to identify fake news. And he's taken issue, as have others, by the way, in the mainstream media with her claim that fake news doesn't come from what are considered trusted and reliable sources. Listen to this tweet. It says, quote, this is Simon Atiba. The new CEO of Twitter, Linda Yaccarino, who was appointed by Elon Musk, does not seem to know what she's talking about when it comes to fake news. She believes that fake news does not come from trusted and traditional sources. She hasn't read about the Hunter Biden laptop incident, which was curated by so-called trusted sources, and repeated by traditional news outlets, only to turn out to be fake, which, of course, we know is not the truth. But let me go on. He said she hasn't read about the Nord Stream pipeline bombing, which was reported by traditional and reliable sources only to be proven false, which, of course, is also wrong. Furthermore, she hasn't read about vaccine misinformation spread by individuals who claim to have knowledge, which has consistently proven false. Once again, not true. In fact, she fails to understand that spreaders of disinformation are often individuals within the intelligence community, government officials, public relations firms, lobbyists, and special interest groups. The very people who were advertising on NBC Universal, where she previously worked. This is very interesting. She believes that the disseminators of disinformation are anonymous individuals on Twitter lacking visibility and respect rather than the influential figures she encounters or follows, end quote. And what's interesting about this statement is that it includes an acknowledgement that fake news does in fact come from sources that are considered trustworthy and reliable. And from within the intelligence community, you heard me emphasize that, just not the ones that he speaks for. So even within the establishment media, there's a rising consensus that fake news emanates from within the system. Well, that's very interesting. And so the narrative is being established that fake news isn't just some conspiracy theory on the internet, but rather an institutional problem engaged in by media organizations that are pillars 
of the MSM. And in accordance with the theme of this scripted movie, which is going to include a reversal event in the climactic scene, my suspicion is that as time goes on and more is revealed by whistleblowers in Congress as a part of these investigations, we're going to come to an international consensus that fake news is the creation of the mockingbird media to conceal their crimes and at a deeper level to control consciousness and uphold MKUltra programming. And another interesting angle to consider here is why Elon performed a hostile takeover of the world's largest social media platform only to hand the keys back to the enemy. On the surface, it makes no sense. And it raises questions about Elon's loyalties. But as Q the Stormwriter talked about in a recent Intel drop, consider the logistics of conducting a successful sting operation. You have to not only catch the target in the act, but you also need to be able to demonstrate the criminality with irrefutable proof. Now, we all know that the Alliance has it all. Space Force has all the evidence of Twitter's collusion to suppress the Hunter Biden laptop, the evidence that's coming out literally as we speak. They have all the evidence to prove election fraud going back to at least 2018. But unless it plays out publicly in real time, the evidence is likely to be dismissed as disinformation, as fake news, as conspiracy, as we've seen. And that firewall still hasn't come down yet inside the minds of all the normies out there. And this is why Q told us that you need to show people what you cannot successfully tell them. And that holds true for all aspects of the cabal's evil. Because they've been so trusted and entrenched as leaders in our society for such a long time. And therefore, what you have to do is you have to prompt the enemy to reproduce what you know are the crimes that they've already committed so that people can experience them and bear witness to it all in order to shift public consciousness closer to accepting who these monsters really are. Remember that a part of the programming is to react with hostility and violence even to any suggestion that the establishment is evil, which it is. And we've all learned this We know this all too well from our own personal experience trying to wake people up and the reactions that we get and continue to get, even at this late stage of the game. The public needed to see an election be stolen in real time in 2020, not simply told that election infrastructure was vulnerable. They actually had to experience the hacking, the fraud, the outright deception at high noon by the mainstream media. And how many people has that woken up? How many people out there in the audience started listening to alternative media as a result of that? I would venture to say there's quite a few of you. That was the event that got me, that prompted me into action. And there's just countless examples of why it had to be this way in order for the Great Awakening to actually happen, in order for the public to wake up, to mobilize, and ultimately to fight until we get to the point of unification against this common enemy. And so the White Hats allowed the theft, and look at how many people have joined our ranks as a result. And in the same way, the public now needs to see just how corrupt big tech really is by witnessing their hardcore clampdown on free speech. We're already getting previews with these bills circulating like the Restrict Act, of what their intentions are. This draconian censorship is going to wake up even more people, more than ever before. It's actually already mobilized a lot of people on the left who actually still believe in some semblance of freedom to be able to go online and not be watched and monitored and tracked and not be thrown in prison for using a VPN for 20 years. And this is why I say, folks, and I'm going to talk about this in some more detail a little bit later, but there is a lot more common ground 
than I think most of us even realize that we have with people who we think we're diametrically opposed to on every level politically. In fact, I think there's a very small portion of real nut jobs out there who actually believe the things, the garbage that the MSM is spewing. But you have to understand that the awakening had to be gradual in order for the white hat strategy to be effective. As consciousness rises, the tactic of making people see for themselves what they were previously blinded to becomes a devastating weapon against the enemy who relies on the population being asleep and their monopoly on information that's being dispensed to the public. So now that their control over information has been ripped away and the public is aware of their deception like never before, this strategy of showing rather than telling is completely destroying any credibility that the mainstream media has left to convince the public to continue to trust in their narratives. Instead, people are now questioning their narratives. They're questioning what their intentions are for humanity. And so the white hats have them right where they want them. So getting back to the new Twitter CEO, is it possible that Elon took over and rewrote the source code in order to expose the true degree of censorship as well as the agenda of the enemy to demonize those speaking the truth? I do believe so. I think it's very possible. I think it's possible that he changed the source code, that he put in backdoors in the software so that the White Hats could track and monitor and data mine and capture all of these deep state operations in real time. I think there's a high degree of probability that this is exactly what happened behind the scenes and that the infrastructure is being given back to the deep state to run game theory operations on big tech. So as the White Hats continue to release information and whistleblowers continue to come forward, presumably Twitter, now that it's been handed over to the World Economic Forum, is going to block and censor all of it, which is an act of treason. And simultaneously, as the truth is being suppressed on Twitter, it's going to spread on other platforms like Rumble, like Truth Social, and many others, which are exploding in popularity with the effect of continuing to red pill the population. So as the White Hats are continuing to prompt the Great Awakening with this strategy, in the background, they're going to be tracking and monitoring the actions of Twitter and in the process, gathering evidence to be used in military tribunals. And this is a strategy that wouldn't have been possible if Trump was still in office and Jack Dorsey had not been removed. And he was, just as Q predicted. Trump needed to step out of the spotlight and into the shadow administration that we're currently living under so that he wouldn't be accused of fabricating and or manufacturing all of this information to retain power. Even now, a lot of people are still out there saying that January 6th was an attempt to overthrow the government and commit treason. But now that the tables have been turned optically and Biden is in control with Trump on the defensive, the the MSM can't continue to stoke the Trump derangement syndrome to alter the perception of the general public to convince a critical mass of the population that Trump is the reason that the country's falling apart. They simply can't do it. So the White Hats could be doing with Twitter just what they did with the 2020 election, planting traps for a military sting operation that will be the basis for military tribunals. They're setting the bait and they're gathering the evidence in the background about election theft, about gain-of-function research, about the pandemic and government-ordered censorship of social media. And all of this is going to be presented to the public, I believe, once the economic system fully implodes. And the economic driver behind the EBS is the default on the national debt, which will trigger 
treasury bond sell-offs that the Fed will be unable to control, like you heard Jim Willie talk about just yesterday. And when you think about it, it makes sense that the White Hats would wait on an overt military intervention until they force the enemy to expend all of their economic resources, which enable them to continue to wage war. They're going to wait for them to be on their knees financially before they go in for the kill shot. This is the same as the Russian strategy to grind down NATO's war machine before launching a major offensive so that resistance and enemy counterattacks are no longer effective because their resources have dried up. These game theory follow the white rabbit operations were planned a long time ago, and they were triggered by the deep state release of COVID. And Operation Warp Speed, deep state warp, like we just discussed, was the covert declaration of war against the cabal, which triggered the devolution continuity of government phase to commence with Trump retreating into Cheyenne Mountain and the White Hats allowing fake Biden to take office by stealing the election. And now, fast forward a few years later, the year of the whistleblower, 2023, the controlled demolition of big tech has commenced. What happened, folks, is that Trump gave us a beachhead, and then he stepped away. And so did Elon. And all of this is going to lead to worldwide revelations, which are going to expose our common enemy at tribunals, when the inevitable refusal to pursue justice at the DOJ becomes evident to everyone in the world. And all of this is being timed perfectly to coincide with the collapse of the fiat banking system, which has obviously accelerated massively in recent weeks. That's a direct indication that the end is rapidly approaching. So in the coming months, as the deep state plots and carries out their next moves to block the truth from getting out and running all kinds of false flags and potentially another pandemic, the White Hats are going to use Twitter to gather all the evidence and the platform itself will implode, just like the banking system under the weight of its own fraud. In the end, Twitter and Facebook are going to be exposed as CIA DARPA tools weaponized against we the people to cause division, to force compliance with medical lockdowns, to start color revolutions, to promote terrorism, to persecute political dissidents, and ultimately aid and abet a genocidal depopulation transhuman agenda. And once all of this has been accepted and proven to a newly awakened population, the darker crimes against humanity, specifically children, will begin to emerge. Everything has to be done in stages to preserve as much of the public consciousness as possible as we go through this process of discovery. The intention here is to successfully pull off a worldwide awakening and a subsequent revolution without an overt war fought by we the people. I mean, you just take a step back and consider what a tall order that is. It can go a long way in tempering your frustration with the pace of the process. Now, I happen to believe that Linda Yucarino herself is a white hat mole inside of the World Economic Forum that was tasked with overseeing and facilitating this stage of the operation. As far as I'm concerned, if the establishment is opposing her, then that should serve as a white hat calm to remind us that patriots are now in control. The PANIC acronym that we've learned so well has never been more true, folks. No matter what they do optically, the alliance has safeguards in place to ensure that they don't get the outcome that they want. You don't go to war unless you've already won, and you always appear weak when you're strong. This is the reality of what's happening, folks, and only a relative chosen few can see the chessboard for reasons that we've long discussed. So what will the enemy do in the weeks and months ahead 
to somehow, some way derail the awakening by inducing widespread chaos and fear. Well, the alien invasion, the curious acronym for which is AI, has long been a part of this discussion, hasn't it? And it seems very likely, with the ongoing narrative prep that we've discussed quite a bit in recent shows, that the White Hats are going to allow the CIA and DARPA to attempt to pull off a Project Blue Beam false flag alien invasion that was predicted by Werner von Braun on his deathbed. And I mentioned the narrative prep. Just today, an article reemerged on multiple MSM platforms. This is an article, I believe, recounting a story that happened back in, I think it was 1967, but I think it actually came out in 2021. This ex-U.S. Air Force captain, Robert Salas, who said that a UFO attacked a nuclear missile base and damaged weapons in the process. And what I find interesting about this story is that it provides corroborating evidence supporting the intel, which has asserted that the alliance has already deactivated the world's nuclear arsenal and that they did it covertly with non-terrestrial technology and logistical support. But regardless of your take on that, it's clear that the white hat infiltrated mainstream media is preparing the public for this event. From the deep state perspective, they would call that predictive programming. Now, Q the Storm writer has reported that White Hats have already informed their allies of this eventuality all over the world so as to minimize the chaos. And of course, that's ultimately what they're going for. Chaos, confusion, people running around screaming in the streets. And they've made it clear that we're likely to see fake craft in the sky when this happens, including ones over a mile long, which will appear to be the motherships. Now, listeners may recall when I discussed Project Bluebeam with Kerry Cassidy not too long ago, and I asked whether the false flag alien invasion would be allowed by the White Hats to prompt disclosure on this issue. And it appears that some aspects of that premise are being supported by this Stormrider Intel, who pointed out that after the invasion fails and tribunals ensue, that we're going to see real disclosure on UFOs, specifically the fact that they have been long amongst us and that they levitate using the secrets of zero-point energy that the military has kept hidden and that the numerous sightings have been of man-made UFOs. Now, Stormrider doesn't mention disclosure on aliens specifically, but I suspect that it will also come out that non-terrestrials have provided this technology to humanity to be reverse-engineered. Not only that, I also believe it's going to come out that our leaders have been involved in diplomatic relations based on treaties with both off-world and inner-earth civilizations for decades. And this disclosure will open the door to free energy, to suppressed medical technology like med beds and frequency healing, and so many other amazing technologies that most people can't even dream of. We're about to discover the scope of the deception perpetrated on humanity. All of the hidden knowledge of our true history. All of the suppressed technology that's going to propel us far beyond what any of us ever expected that we would see in our lifetime. Or even that would exist for many generations after we were gone. There were reportedly 50 miles of hidden books beneath the Vatican, folks. Think about that. Containing the truth about all aspects of our reality. Everything from time travel to frequency matching, zero-point energy, like I mentioned a moment ago. There's no way to properly express the healing and the propulsionary effect that this is going to have on our species, on our ascension, which has always been inevitable. But before we get to the other side and experience the dawn of a golden age, we have to ride out this storm. As the name of one of my favorite intel sources, which I've quoted many times tonight, reminds us, in our journey together, we have long discussed the precipice of destruction. And a part of that conversation has always centered around the prospect 
of civil war, which the deep state is trying to engineer. And conversely, the white hats have strategically planned to avoid. But it seems increasingly likely that part of that precipice is going to be the outbreak of chaos that will be reined in by the military very swiftly. It's going to look like the onset of civil war. But it's important to remember that the enemy specializes in creating illusions and programming us according to what they want us to believe. And so with that in mind, it's vital to point out here that only a small fraction of the population, maybe 11%, are truly aligned with the narratives and the agenda of the deep state that are broadcast by the mainstream media. The cabal wants us to believe that a majority of the population believes exactly what they do, which is why they have to use fifth-generation attacks against us. That's a tactic that's de- a, that's a tactic that's deployed by a force of inferior numbers. They can't face us on the battlefield. All they can do is use deception and sleight of hand to create the illusion of greater numbers and attempt to divide us along these lines. These are the primary objectives of Hollywood and the mainstream media. So my view is that as the financial system gets closer to full implosion, all sides are gearing up for the climactic ending of this war, much of which has been a pantomime, while other aspects undeniably have been kinetic. But the White Hats are patiently prompting the enemy to make their final desperation moves before intervening militarily to execute the Department of Defense Law of Wars beginning to execute the Department of Defense Law of War protocol beginning with chapter 11 section 3 which outlines the legal procedures to oust a belligerent occupying power that has not declared itself to the people and is therefore in violation of the Nuremberg Code and the Geneva Conventions upon which the Law of War Manual is based. And by the way, there are many other reasons that they're in violation of that code, including the use of biological weapons. And so the deep state is going to play their hand, and it's not going to be easy by any stretch. It's been called a near-death experience for good reason. But thank God, that their hand will be countered by a whole host of trump cards that will lead to the end of this war and be remembered as the turning point in the greatest story ever told. There is a world of history that needs to be rewritten. But perhaps more importantly, there are infinitely more chapters to be written as we trailblaze a new path for all of our future generations of unborn children. The world that they will be born into is going to be built and is being built on the foundation of the struggles, suffering, and sacrifices it cost all of us to get here individually and sustain the flame of truth as a collective community. Believe in what led you here and hold the line. Our entire future depends upon the strength of our community and the leadership we provide throughout humanity's darkest hour. Remember that God chose each of us with his mighty, all-knowing hand, and therefore we cannot fail. The winds of destiny are at our backs, and the time draws near. Pray for strength. Pray for courage. And pray for the Lord to lead, guide, and direct you in Jesus' name. God wins, and we are his people. All right, folks, hopefully you enjoyed this podcast. You can let me know in the comments. Please take a moment to hit that like button if you did. Also, make sure you check out the links in the description. Follow me on Truth Social and Telegram and the different platforms I'm on, BitChute, Rumble, Podbean, and Odyssey. Also, click the link and check out PatriotUnderground.shop and pick up an item or two. Great merch store, very affordably priced, high-quality items. I get great reviews, helps me out a ton. Also, folks, if you really enjoyed this podcast, you can click the link and buy me a coffee. 
It's a great way to donate, to support my work financially. You can also become a member and you can get first access to all of my new content as well as access to the Patriot Chats. And by the way, Patriot Chat number two is going to be this Saturday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Very much looking forward to that. And finally, folks, before I leave you tonight, I just want to urge everybody to check out PatriotSwitch.com, the best company out there for all of your household and personal products made by a company that supports the same values and supports the same ultimate goal that we've been discussing tonight, which which is the liberation of humanity, the restoration of freedom. And it's incumbent upon all of us to support the companies that are supporting the causes that we stand for and that are fighting toe-to-toe with us in this war. These are items you're going to buy anyway. You might as well shop with the good guys, folks. It's a no-brainer, patriotswitch.com. And finally, the banking collapse is ongoing, folks. It's heating up. With every passing day, the window of opportunity is closing to secure your financial resources by backing them with gold and silver, specifically your retirement funds, your 401k, your IRA. As everybody is running for the exits at the same time, when that EBS gets triggered, when that stock market crashes, it's going to be too late to make these type of moves. And none of us truthfully know what the future of financial system is going to look like. It's very important that we all take prudent steps to protect the financial resources that we have worked so hard to attain over many, many years of hard work. I urge every single one of you out there who has a 401k and an IRA, bare minimum folks, you should be thinking about diversifying and doing it as soon as possible. PatriotUndergroundGold.com. This is the best company out there, the best in the business. I did research on them. You can do the research yourself. In fact, I highly encourage you to do it because it's only going to convince you that I'm telling you the truth. PatriotUndergroundGold.com. Click the link today, folks. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. God bless and Godspeed. I'll be back soon with another podcast. Until then, Patriot out.